0: In this week's episode, we look at the evolution of traditional branch banking. The world of customer engagement across banking has become increasingly more remote, partially driven through COVID health and safety concerns, but also the need for many banks to save costs by closing branches. According to which magazine, since 2015, over 3,300 branches have closed across the UK with almost 200 of those closing during 2020. This trend is expected to continue during 2021, where we've already seen branches within TSB and Lloyds close during the course of the year. There are several options for engaging customers as the world of banking becomes more digital, remote and without bricks. But what are the elements that need to be considered when rethinking how to support the process of doing banking going forward, as this is more than just about channel optimization. Here we examine three considerations to start the process of deriving a simple, sustainable, and relevant strategic approach for managing virtual world customer interactions. Firstly, imagine the theme of caffeinated yoga banking your new branch. The way in which consumers use bank branches across the UK varies significantly by region. According to data from finder.com, 25% of customers in the East Midlands had already stopped using their bank branch prior to COVID, in comparison to 17% of consumers in the Southeast. So a significant number of people still value the branch, including the younger generation. According to a recent study by Jeffries, respondents in the 18 to 35-year-old category cited the branch as being an important element in deciding which bank to use. Much thinking has happened around the world of branch banking, with banks like Metro, Virgin Money and NatWest testing several models in this space. Despite these efforts, work on the branch of the future is still finding its feet with the challenges of needing to balance cost and value to customers. The concept of community hubs is still a more favoured approach by many traditional players, especially as hubs can be crucial for advisory functions as opposed to supporting more standard banking interactions. But if we are to think about customer centricity, Surely, it is better for banks to go where people hang out as part of their daily lives. So banking is not just about the academic, omnichannel strategy. It can exist where banking needs to be. Namely, places of work or even places of co-working like WeWork or Impact Hub or Your Valley. Banking can exist in yoga and fitness studios, Banking can exist in coffee bars. Banking can exist in cinemas and theatres. Creating moments for banking that do not interrupt the day can all be done very conveniently and also become key in driving the traditional single-purpose branch. Secondly, there is a need to make mobile banking more engaging. A staggering 74% of individuals now use online banking on a regular basis via an online web-based portal or a mobile app. This number is even more impressive if we think back to 2010, when only 42% of individuals use the service regularly. The reason for using mobile banking has also remained fairly constant over the years. If we look at the United States, In 2018, 90% of mobile banking usage was to check balances and 79% of all usage was to check transactions, which is also very comparable with the UK. With more features like moving money and servicing coming along, the use of these apps is expected to continue at pace. This is an absolute incredible share of eyeballs. It stands to reason that banks should not lose these interactions as a mechanism for offering more relevant advice, services, and know-how that can make the process of managing money easier. But the experience needs to be enhanced by looking at how these interactions are designed, as some of the newer players demonstrate that getting this right pays significant dividends for driving customer conversation as well as conversion. Smart Insight research undertaken in 2019 shows that outside of simple UI UX it is important to also use interruptive messaging to grab attention as this is vital when it comes to positioning latest offers. These app strategies are key as research shows that consumers check their balance or transactions on average two and a half times a day which is two and a half times a day, you have the opportunity to engage, grow and position value-add for your customers. Lastly, we look at smart AI as an alternative to the traditional branch. AI in the capacity of helping consumers and small business manage their finances on a data-driven basis is absolutely key to enhancing all of the interactions we've discussed just now. We need to look at AI from two primary perspectives, the ability to inform decisions on optimizing financial management and the ability to protect consumers as more interactions become device-based and remote. There is also a balance to be had when it comes to increasing how much of our important financial affairs are carried out digitally and how to undertake these as securely as possible. AI can be beneficial for consumers who are not looking to seek wholesale advice but just need a few pointers to get them moving in the right direction. One of the best cited examples of this comes from Bank of America, where a significant amount of work has been undertaken to launch Erica. This is an AI chatbot that helps consumers with credit and debit card management also covering debt management at the same time. Erica uses predictive analytics and algorithmic techniques to help with credit score building and gives customers access to simple videos that can help them manage their repayments. Additionally, Erica also helps with tackling the secondary challenge that AI is very good at, which is security where again, tips can be shared on how to avoid the common pitfalls when it comes to managing suspicious activity or approaches. With 16% of digital fraud coming from Trojan horses or malware, and in 34% of cases, the fraud has taken place on an account on the customer's own device, protecting consumers is key. And anything that can help to educate is absolutely paramount and necessary. These three frameworks are designed to generate ideation and aim to showcase some agenda-setting analysis that can be executed across the banking environment. These should help drive more consumer-centricity, convenience, and security, all with the aim of helping individuals do banking better during 2021 and beyond. For more information on innovation and disruption in banking, please visit bankingdisrupted.club.